Hello, my name is Regina M. Dick with Good News Broadcasting and Multimedia. You can find Good News Broadcasting at gnbm.org. Good News Broadcasting and Multimedia sponsors Prayer Warriors 365. Prayer Warriors 365 is an opportunity to come together in the name of Jesus Christ as prayer warriors, becoming more effective and powerful and understanding the true meaning of prayer as it relates to our own personal lives, as it relates to those around us as intercessory prayer warriors, as it relates to praying for our community, our nation, and the world. We'd like to offer a special thanks to Bill Osborne for his warrior graphics that we use in the video portion of Prayer Warriors 365. You can find him at art.billosborne.com. Also, all audio is converted into video and shown on youtube.com on the GNBMORG channel and also on the Prayer Warriors 365 channel. You can support us by subscribing. All you do is go to the channel and you subscribe. Share it with others. Get the word out. We're coming together. There is a major movement of the Holy Spirit all over the world today. And our opportunity to be able to come together is through the power of the Holy Spirit. Spending that time in prayer, which is a dialogue, a communication with God. So what we're doing is offering this as an opportunity to come together via modern multimedia technology. This is Day 14, The Personal Journey. Up until now, we have talked about spiritual warfare, going through the armor of God, the full armor of God, understanding each piece in the armory of God, and how it applies to our walk and our understanding of dealing with things in our life, dealing with day-to-day issues and obstacles, opportunities, learning how to overcome and understanding, first of all, that we have an adversary, Satan. We have demons, the accusers. So, to or, in order to find victory, we first of all need to understand what we're fighting. Now we're getting ready to move into the personal journey. The personal journey is a one-day walk with Jesus Christ, one day at a time. This is bringing Christ into your personal life. So, we began with asking Lord into our life, receiving Him, our salvation, knowing that he is our Lord and our Savior. That is salvation. Now we are walking in the fullness of salvation so that every area of our life, we abide in him, we know him, we trust him. So let's begin by asking the question, why the personal journey? What purpose does it serve? Let's start with Andrew Murray in his book, with Jesus Christ in the school of prayer. What he says is very poignant. He says, because many of God's children do not understand the connection, and here you go, connection between the life of faith and the prayer of faith, 
that their experience of the power of prayer is so limited. When they desire earnestly to obtain an answer from God, they fix their whole heart on the promise and try their utmost to grasp the promise in faith. When they do not succeed, they are ready to give up hope. The promise is true, but it is beyond their power to take hold of it in faith. And notice here, beyond their power to take hold of it in faith. Listen to the lesson Jesus teaches us in this day. Have faith in God. Let faith look to God more than the thing promised. His love, His power, His living presence will waken and work the faith. So this is the key here. Understanding that it is about that relationship. The personal journey. That is the why of the personal journey. What we're learning is to know Jesus Christ, to know God. He who knows and trusts God finds it easy to trust the promise too. So what is the personal journey? It is an intimate, one day at a time, walk with Jesus Christ. What we're going to be doing is sharing with you each episode different parts of the journey this walk with Jesus Christ this personal journey is an opportunity to get freedom from bondages that you may not even realize that you have uh, could be in the form of some type of hurt from the past uh, an obsession a uh, area of your life that you can't seem to overcome so what we're doing is getting to that place of opening doors in our life that we may have may have never been opened before because we didn't know how to handle it or to deal with it. This is where we get true freedom. Freedom from the bondages that are holding us in deception and lies. Stealing from us the things that God has for our lives and the lives of those that we love. So what we're doing is learning how to take one day at a time, dealing with areas of our life from the past, getting honest. We are learning to trust the Lord with our future, but it begins in this one day. God gives us enough grace for one day at a time. So this is an important part of understanding of moving forward in our journey. And rather than looking to the future, we're moving forward in the present. It is a personal journey. Number one, a journey of intimacy with Christ. Number two, a journey of the unveiling of truth. Number three, a journey of the renewal of the mind. Number four, a journey of true freedom. Number five, a journey of the restorative power of God. Number six, a journey of true fellowship. Number seven, a journey of unconditional love. Number eight, a journey of faith building. Number nine, a journey to answered prayer. Number ten, 
a journey to abundant life. The blessed journey of a lifetime. We're going to go through each one of these ten points and just highlight them just a little bit in this episode. First, a journey of intimacy with Christ, which we've talked about. We've been leading up to this in spiritual warfare. Uh, It's been mentioned throughout the prior episodes. It's not about religion. It's about relationship with Christ. It's not what you know, but rather who you know. And here, we're learning to understand that it's not in our belief about our belief system or what we believe about God or Christ, but rather actually believing in Him in our personal life. Next, it's about the awareness of who He really is in your life. Because until we take Him into that place of intimacy in our life, then He's just a subject of conversation. He's just something that is still put on the side. This is making Him priority. This is putting Him in the proper place in our lives. Because He is our ultimate teacher. He is our best friend, our great physician. He is a mighty counselor. He's an awesome provider. He is all in all, everything that we need. We willingly surrender to know Him more. That's part of the personal journey, is that simple surrender to know Him more, that intimacy. Since Jesus knows us better than we know ourselves, we cannot truly be intimate honest with ourselves until we've been intimate with Jesus Christ. In other words, there's areas of our life in the past we just don't want to go there or we've suppressed. We have hidden. We have built up a facade to cover up, to justify, to live in denial. When we know Christ and we spend that time with Him, that intimacy with Him, He is the source that can bring those areas of our life that are held by hurt or something that is keeping us from moving forward. He knows us better than we know ourselves. By building this relationship with Him and learning to trust Him, to truly trust Him, then those areas of our life that are in bondage can come to the surface and we can find freedom. We can bring light into the darkness in our lives. For example, the Samaritan woman at the well, she couldn't hide anything from Christ. If you remember the story, she came to the well, he asked her for water, and he began to share her life story. She couldn't hide. He knew her. And what that brought to her was freedom, knowing that he was the Messiah, the Savior, understanding that she could have freedom and had love, that she wasn't an outcast, that she didn't have to hide or put on the facade, that she had freedom in him. Number two, 
a journey of unveiling of truth. This oftentimes can be very difficult for most people. First of all, because of hurt from the past. Areas of our lives that we have learned to manage, but we're still in bondage. This is a truth that is both in our own personal life and also life as a whole beginning to understand the bigger picture in other words not just our own little world but the bigger picture as part of the personal journey once we begin to understand a loving God and just how much he loves us and lean on him and press in him he begins to show us the bigger picture we begin to understand and walk in the fullness of salvation Remember, we're saved, but there is a fullness. There's areas of our life to walk in victory, to overcome. It's a completion that He does the work. Something that we cannot do in our own power. But the Holy Spirit within us works from the inside. And we are walking in this fullness of salvation. We realize who really is in control. And it's not us. We get to that place of realizing God is in control and trusting Him. The peace that we experience from knowing that brings us to a whole different level of understanding. We step out of denial and deception in our secret life. Remember, all of us have that secret life, it's in your head. Things that are going on that nobody else knows, but God knows. Secret life also manifests itself in the things that we do behind closed doors. So what we're doing is we're stepping out of denial, out of deception, and out of this secret life, and into the inner chamber, the schoolroom with God. That is the secret to effectual prayer. In other words, we're going to the inside, into that place called the inner chamber with God through the power of the Holy Spirit to learn from God, to learn from Christ. Personal. No other place but that one-on-one communication with God. He's there. We need to press and surrender to that voice, to that calling, to listen, to learn, to trust Him. We can tell ourselves the truth, get honest with our emotions, and find the root cause of character defects that may have ruled our lives in a negative way, and then truly discover repentance or change. That change that brings us from the old man, in other words, understanding the world belief system, into this new man since we are born again. Because remember, we're born again and we're moving and growing spiritually mature. It's not just a process that happens and we stop. It's a process that we grow and move and listen and build number three 
a journey of the renewal of the mind. We've talked about this before. It's a change of perspective. The 180 degree shift of understanding. We're becoming Christ-centered through the work of the Holy Spirit. It's something we cannot do on our own. It is Spirit-led, Spirit-designed, Spirit-achieved through the Holy Spirit within us. That communication with Him in our inner chamber, that time with Him, alone with Him, we see this manifesting. We hear, we know. No one else is teaching us but God. As believers in Jesus Christ, we have the mind of Christ, the Holy Spirit within us. We have insight to some of God's plans, to His thoughts, and to actions. That can be found in 1 Corinthians 2.16. What this does is brings us to that place where we have direction. And we're confident in the direction God has us going. We're not just going from one thing to the next. Moving in so many different areas or trusting so many different other voices. But truly trusting into that voice of the Holy Spirit of God. What we're doing is moving from the world belief system to the upside down kingdom of God. And upside down meaning it's opposite of what this world belief system believes. And people in the carnal mind will not understand the kingdom of God, cannot understand. But as you begin walking on this personal journey and you have that relationship with Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit in that secret place in the inner chamber, things start making perfect sense, even more sense than what this world believes. But the world will not understand. They don't believe. They don't understand. So think about it this way. Just as a tone-deaf person cannot appreciate fine music, the person who rejects God cannot understand God's incredible message. It does not make sense to them. With the lines of communication broken, he or she won't be able to hear what God is saying to him or her. Remember communication, awareness. So it's more it, the a communication in the form of words, but also awareness. Things began to unfold, and it's like, wow, never saw that before. Now you begin to understand, because you're moving in the kingdom of God. You're no longer part of the world belief system, but you're part of the kingdom of God. Number four. A journey to true freedom. Most of us aren't even aware of the yoke of bondage that we have on our shoulders until we experience the true freedom in Christ. You can find that in Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30. We think we're okay. We're managing, doing the best that we can in this world. But the Lord wants his children free, totally free. When I first experienced this yoke lifting off my shoulders, I was just absolutely astounded. I did not know. And I saw over and over again many people experiencing the same thing. You could literally see this yoke taken off. 
This yoke that we're talking about can include sin. It can include excessive demands of religious leaders. It can include oppression and persecution. Or it can include even the weariness in the search of God. What we're saying here is there's different forms of yoke, oppression. But we're doing is finding true freedom and that freedom in Christ. It's simple but not easy because we have a system of belief that we're sh- that's been shattered that we're releasing we're moving forward into a whole completely different concept of understanding that can only be worked through the power of the Holy Spirit with this freedom comes the holy hunger to know more once you start grasping this and you grasp it in your personal life it dawns on you wow this is the truth I want to know more I've got to know more so it brings you to that place of moving forward not trying to make it happen the weariness and the search of God but a hunger God teach me more Jesus show me more And what will happen is you'll have answers from within. And things from without will serve as confirmation. In other words, those that are out there that are preaching or books or things that are out there that are giving you messages, it'll be confirmations. And you'll know the truth deep down. And you will have that holy hunger to know more. We are moving from trying to just manage our lives as best as possible into experiencing complete, unwavering freedom. Number five, a journey of the restorative power of God. So this is restoration. And it's not just complete restoration but it's an abundant recompense. In other words, double for your trouble, triple for your trouble, quadruple for your trouble. Abundant. You can't even imagine what God has for us. Part of knowing God is by experiencing first-hand restoration in a personal way. This builds trust in Him in every other area of our lives. In other words, We find freedom, let's say, maybe from a particular character defect that we have that's held us back in work, uh, in relationships, in having the confidence to move forward in whatever we're called to do in life. When we press in in this relationship with the Lord, we surrender, become obedient in areas that He calls us to do. We find that freedom... And God gives us restoration in our personal life. All of a sudden, that defect is completely gone, melted away, and we're moving forward. And again, that yoke, we don't even realize it's there until we get to that place of getting honest with God. Because He is the one that takes it away. We can do temporary fixes. We can find areas of our life. And we can manage. But do you want to manage? Or do you want complete healing and freedom? It's your choice. What this does 
is builds again our trust in him in every other area of our life including those loved ones and relationships and others this brings us through each new progression on the journey building the faith needed for powerful prayer for our personal lives and the lives of others in other words like a stream we're continually moving and we're continually moving forward and each new level or progression comes resistance we've got an enemy remember all along and what we're learning to do is to overcome that resistance to go through with Christ to go into freedom only through him that's why it's a consistent lifelong personal journey with him number six journey of true fellowship remember this is a fellowship and we've talked about this before of sinners not of saints in other words the facades come down we're not trying to compete we're not trying to justify we're not trying to win over another or impress another we move from trying to be people pleasers to God pleasers and we find victory this is allowing the freedom of confession with others bringing light into the darkness in other words when we get to that place of finding others who are on their journey with Jesus Christ we can find honesty with them also and realizing oh my goodness there really is an enemy he really does have a strategy and he's doing the same thing to this other person let me encourage them let me witness to the freedom that I've achieved through Christ through the Lord that it is his victory his glory that has brought me forward rather than going alone into the dark getting beat up by the enemy and the things that he's telling us we're coming together in true fellowship getting honest opening up not being afraid to say hey I did this I was a sinner we're all sinners but being able to come to that place of true fellowship finding the freedom sharing it with others brings true fellowship with God and with others so we're experiencing this divine bond with others in Christ crossing all barriers and what this means is as you move in your life you run across a stranger who knows Christ and automatically you have this bond you're connected a brother or sister in Christ and it crosses all barriers no matter what nationality age gender whatever culture whatever it might be we automatically have this bond that's true fellowship it also brings accountability to accomplish what is needed for his kingdom in other words we come together with those in similar journeys all separate and individual distinct and personal intimate with Christ but together in Christ 
this accountability to move forward in an area God might be calling us to move forward, either individually in our personal lives or collectively with each other, in prayer, in actions, in directions, whatever we're called to do, that accountability, thus bringing unity to the entire body of believers, no matter where we're at, no matter if we're in Shenzhen, China, or Lima, Peru, we're connected, we're together. Tokyo, Japan, or New York City, we're connected, joined together, body of believers. So that's the journey of true fellowship. Next, a journey of conditional love. And we talked about that love, the sum of it all. To experience, again, that love that fills us to overflowing. Loving God and loving others. So that personal journey opens that door to experience that completely. It's something that is difficult to explain. You can only understand by experience. The personal journey provides that, that journey with Christ each day. So what we're doing is not just talking, but we're walking through our personal journey that can only be accomplished and manifested through Jesus Christ. We're not just saying that we love others. We're not just trying to figure out what love is. But we're actually walking it out because it's manifested in us. Remember, it's not from the outside in. It's from the inside out. That personal journey, the inner chamber, that place, that sanctuary. We're bringing the message to others by this power of true unconditional love and others respond it is a universal language love but not just a love with selfish motives but a love that has been purified been tested been refined is true is of God is unconditional number eight a journey of faith building step by step Stone upon stone, each victory builds the faith needed for the next part of the journey. And I'm going to use an example of David and Goliath. I've used this example before in a prior episode. But like David in the wilderness, tending the sheep as a young boy, he had a relationship. He had communication with God. And as you read other Bible, biblical characters, you'll see the same pattern. That alone time communication, day to day with God, building. He learned to fight against the things that were coming against the sheep. And by faith in God and trusting in Him, finding victory in His life, it brought Him to that place of being appointed and anointed to fight a big Goliath in his life with complete confidence 
not protected by the things of this world, but by t- protected in God, trusting in God, leaning on God. It brought him to take down Goliath, the obstacle, with complete faith and trust in God. So that's what we're doing. We're doing the same thing as David, as Abraham, Moses, as Peter, Paul, all the characters in the Bible. We're learning through our personal journey. Each one of us, we have that opportunity. In the journey of faith building, our promise is in the correct place. Not on the promise itself, but on the promisor. Think about the Israelites in the desert. Why did it take them so long to get to the promised land when it was a journey that should have taken just a few days but took them many years, 40 years, into the next generation? Because it wasn't about the promised land. What it was about was knowing the promisor. That is putting faith in the correct place. Not on the promise, but the promisor. A journey of faith building. Take a look at the references in the Bible that deal with uh, Jesus as he's healing others. And what he says many times is, Your faith has healed you. It was their, their faith in coming to him for the answer, and trusting in him, knowing that he was the source of answered prayer. Just like the Roman centurion, and the Roman centurion was not a believer in Christ, but he understood authority, and that's why Jesus commended him for his understanding that by his authority, only say the word, and that his servant would be healed, and he was. The Lord said we had so little faith to, in order to build that faith, we've got to walk through with him, trusting him. He's here in the form of the Holy Spirit. Number nine, a journey of answered prayer. We have the assurance that prayers are heard and answered. In experiencing the answer to prayers, let's say particular prayers in our lives, we are learning to trust in the one who answers the prayers. So as we get our prayers answered in little things, we build, we trust, and we move our prayers become more powerful and availeth much. Our prayer life becomes bolder and more refined, and it's for the good of all concerned, rather than just being self-centered for our small desires. It's not that God doesn't want to give us the desires of our heart. That's not the point. The point is, it serves a much bigger purpose. And what he wants to do is to show us, bringing us to a place of refined, bold prayer to overcome. With no fear, no worry, complete trust, facing that giant, whatever it might be. And it's for the good of all concern, because we know God wants not just the best, but the very best for his children. We have the confidence that we shall receive 
we shall find and it shall be opened unto us because we've experienced it remember we're standing in belief and trusting in the one who has the answers the one who is the answer so we're standing in confidence in him our confidence will always be limited because we can't truly trust our own abilities our abilities are limited we're moving from this world and its limited abilities into the kingdom of God trusting in our Savior giving him the glory and number 10 on a journey of abundant life we're experiencing the true joy because we no longer are tied to the things of this world our possessions no longer possess us so the joy is complete not wanting for more our understanding of an abundant life is refined going way beyond what this limited world can offer our territory and our spheres of intimate relationships expands and a fullness is complete in him because of this unified bond we have complete fulfillment in our relationship with him and our relationship with others in him needing no more Andrew Murray says again here we learn to pray correctly in the secrecy of the inner chamber the secret of God's tabernacle within the veil where our spirit comes in contact with the invisible one remember this world cannot see him they will not hear him they do not know him but we as children of the Most High God believers in Jesus Christ can get to that place of contact with the invisible one with God he is waiting on us where he is always to be found so don't think of how little you have to bring to God but rather how much he wants to give to you that's the personal journey